today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk about another contentious issue that is not new, but uh, something that, uh, well, the Police Services Board in London has been looking at right now. The Civilian Board, tasked with oversight of local police, is now asking the Ontario government to give chiefs of police the authority to suspend officers without pay. Uh, the London Police Services Board met virtually to approve this. Uh, 980 CFPL's Andrew Graham has some details. There's already legislation that allows suspensions without pay, but now the board wants the province to enact it. Board member and lawyer Susan Toff says it's important that investigations surrounding these suspensions are fair and transparent. In my day job, one of the things that I do is workplace investigations. And the top three things that we look for in a proper workplace investigation, and that I think there's some parallels here, are that the investigation be independent, third party, uh, transparent, expeditious. Board member Jeff Lang notes that if allowed, only certain suspensions would be without pay. I do believe that this is a, this would be very, very infrequently used, but I think it's a very valuable tool for the chief to have. Um, at his discretion. While Ontario's former Liberal government introduced the legislation, the current Progressive Conservatives have yet to put the law in force. Andrew Graham, 980 CFPL. And on and on it goes. The debate has gone on. And, and as I say, we've talked about this on this program for many, many years. Uh, and I think a lot of people would be surprised to understand that this has not been enacted yet. Joining us to talk about this is uh, David Castles, who is a former deputy chief of the Edmonton Police Services and retired chief of Winnipeg Police Services. David, uh, so glad you have some time to talk to us about this. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Thanks for having me, Bill. Well, this is kind of, as in my case, and David, it's kind of a deja vu. I've talked to uh, former chiefs of police in Hamilton and London and Toronto, right across southern Ontario, uh, and I know the chiefs of police right across the country have been very active on this issue right now. Uh, maybe you could give us a, a, a bigger perspective about where this is on a national basis, and then we can talk about the Ontario situation. Well, on a national basis, each province is different. Each province has different legislation. Uh, but uh, I'm surprised that there's legislation on the books uh, that, that even either restricts uh, or doesn't allow the chief to suspend someone without pay. Uh, it is in the best, it's in the public's best interest in certain circumstances that uh, a person who's committed a serious offense or an unusual offense be suspended without pay. Uh, now, uh, I know that in Manitoba, where I was, there was no legislation that would restrict a chief in any way. A chief of, of police must have discretion in certain circumstances. And uh, you and I know that before he suspends someone without pay, he or she suspends someone without pay. They're going to be sure that there's indisputable evidence, that there's a higher probability of conviction, and so on and so forth. He's not going to do it at a whim. Uh, and uh, so it, it, each province is different, Bill. Uh, there's going to be different pieces of legislation. But, uh, you know, why the Ontario government has, hasn't moved forward with something like this is uh, a surprise to me. I know this is not a black and white issue because there's some variables involved in this, which is, I guess, one of the reasons, David, why chiefs have asked for this flexibility. Uh, the rule in Ontario, and I'm, I'm just doing this off the top of my head, I don't have the legislation in front of me, uh, basically the way things are right now and it is basically everybody who gets suspended gets suspended with pay, uh, much to the consternation of an awful lot of people that uh, have been holding the office of chief of police around here. I know that uh, former Hamilton chief, Glenda Kerr, who was uh, in charge of the 
uh, Ontario Chiefs of Police at one time was lobbying very, very hard. And and the point is, as you mentioned, they have passed legislation here. And and I don't, there's been a change of government, of course, the Ford government's in charge right now. I don't know why they're not moving on this. I mean, I have heard anecdotally that there are some people in cabinet that says this, this legislation is anti-police. I, I don't get that connection, do you? No, not at all. Uh, uh, police officers, Bill, let me make this very clear. Police officers work under very difficult, trying circumstances, and the public should be thankful that they're there to protect them, to help them, and, and to go into very dangerous situations. But, However, there are situations where police officers make mistakes, where, where, and, and, and in fact have criminal intent. Uh, and, you know, why the chief wouldn't be able to suspend without pay? I mean, this, uh, this is not a matter of protecting the police. This is a matter of, the, of integrity of the organization. Integrity is the foundation of effective policing, and public trust in a democracy is paramount. The chief has a responsibility to maintain public trust in the organization, and the police can't function uh, if they don't have the confidence of the public, and the confidence of the public comes from the chief making those decisions. It makes no sense to anyone that a police officer charged with a very serious offense uh, uh, under certain circumstances is being paid uh, with public funds over a long period of time, perhaps to trial, past trial, through appeal, uh, and eventually released um, uh, or dismissed. And uh, it just makes no sense that the public should be paying that wage uh, at all. And uh, I'm, again, surprised, and I uh, compliment the board, the London board, for moving forward with it, that that discretion is not already there. They should have that discretion. And I know that there can be variables here because we've had the debate and the discussion as this legislation in Ontario was working its story through the legislature a few years ago, David. And, and, and we understand that there is the possibility of, of an officer, uh, somebody bringing charges against an officer, maybe somebody who bears a grudge against them or something like this. We get that. But that's, that's what the process is for, to make the determination as to whether or not it's, it's valid or not. Uh, and that yes. can happen. We, and I know in your experience, I know you've probably seen that happen from time to time where the, the accusations have been proved to be vexatious and, you figure, well, you know, what a ripoff of this. But it's not as if the legislation is saying, okay, from here, here on in, everybody who gets suspended doesn't get paid. It's, it's really up to the jurisdiction and, and the discretion, I guess, of the chief, isn't it? Yes, of course. And, uh, you know, you can be sure that if there's a possibility that it's a vindictious uh, 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 a complaint against someone, the chief is not going to suspend them without pay. The police association should have no concern about that. The chief is going to look at indisputable evidence, video evidence, witness evidence, first-hand evidence, admissions, all kinds of things. And if the evidence is very, very strong, and uh, it is simply not in the public's best interest that this individual be paid, and it would be extenuating circumstances, Bill. Uh, chiefs are very uh, very experienced uh, individuals and have, have a public responsibility for not only the in- integrity of the organization, but... You know, even the police officers, other police officers themselves who are parts of the union do not want to be uh, in an organization where someone is being paid for a long period of time for some serious or very unusual uh, event that they were involved in. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm, again, I repeat, uh, I think that the government is uh, is responsible. Don't blame the police chief. Don't uh, have the integrity of the organization affected because the government hasn't moved forward on legislation. Very often, that's part of the problem, is the government doesn't act, and it's the police that are police or the chief that are left with the, the, uh, the, down, uh, the, uh, you know, the negative part of whatever happens. So, yes, I feel very strongly. Uh, I've, I've had to do it in two circumstances myself. 
I feel very strongly that you must, the chief must have that discretion, and the chief is not going to abuse that discretion. Uh, he's, he's, he or she is only going to do it when it's necessary in the best interest of public safety and the best interest of the public and the integrity of the organization and the rest of the police officers. And I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I see the public sentiment when there's an announcement like that made and people are really sarcastic, oh, yeah, with full pay. In Ontario, it's, it's, the chief has nothing to do with that. As a matter of fact, they're probably just as frustrated as some of the members of the public in some of these situations. But it's the law here until this government decides to enact a law that was that was already passed. So uh, their hands are certainly tied. And, you know, and there's the other end of this, too. And, and, you know, just as much as there could be vexatious charges, there are also some officers, as I'm sure you've seen in your experience, Dave, who, well, I guess the, the phrase we use up here in Canada is they rag the puck. Uh, you know, they, they're charged, they keep delaying it, you know, just, uh, I need another. And this goes on sometimes for months yes. and years while they're drawing full yes. pay and benefits. And then as, as yes. they finally come to the, toward the end of it, they resign. Uh, and the charges yes. are usually dropped if it's the Police Services Act, and they get their nice pension and everything else. And you figure that's that's not right. Of course it's not right, and uh, I completely understand that. Uh, and, and by the way, Bill, I want to tell you, that with, my, with my experience, that's, that's really unique and it's rare when it goes on. Yeah, it there is. There are circumstance, circumstances like that. But when it does happen, it affects the integrity of the organization, and it should not happen. But it is rare because the majority, uh, extremely high percentage of the police officers in London and Hamilton and Ontario are doing a very, very difficult work under trying circumstances, and, uh, and uh, you know, their, their integrity should not be affected. The public should have all kinds of confidence in them, and they shouldn't make a decision or, or lose confidence because of one person that's taken advantage of the system. Uh, so, you know, it's just... Uh, you know, my my uh, advice to the public is don't let don't overreact to these things because um, uh, eventually that police officer will be held accountable. But I do believe uh, very strongly, as as most chiefs do, and the government should move forward with this quickly in the best interest of the integrity uh, to have that discretion to police police chiefs uh, to suspend without pay. It's very necessary in the public's best interest. And, and you're right, it is rare. I mean, we had a, a, a situation like that in Hamilton a couple of years ago uh, with an officer that did exactly that and, and finally did resign. Uh, and i got to tell you, I know a lot of people on police services, uh, and, uh, and David, they don't like it either because it, it puts them in a bad light, and they feel badly about that. I mean, you know, they're, they're the ones that are out there, and they, they know who the bad apples are, and they know who the, the bad actors are, and there's, there's one or two. There's one or two in every profession, uh, and it looks badly on all of them. So, they, you know, they, they're, they're frustrated by this as well. Although they, you know, it, it puts everybody in a precarious situation. But I think what this does, uh, it, it, I think, points to the frustration a lot of us feel right now. Uh, and, and I heard the, uh, the, the the member of the Police Services Board from London when they were explaining why they were doing this, David. There has to be more transparency in the process because it, it's this, it's not as clear to the public what's going on and who's making decisions about this. And that only adds to everybody's frustration. I agree that there should be independent third-party investigation, and it should be completely transparent. Again, that's in the public's best interest. There's no reason why uh, these should be uh, investigations should be. Uh, first of all, they should and serious ones should not be conducted by the same organization, same police service, and they should be very transparent. And that again, it deals with integrity and is in the public's best interest.
Well, and I know we've had some concerns about that in Ontario, and there have been reviews that have been done about this by retired judges, and, and they've asked for these sorts of details. They've asked that time frames be put on this. You know, you can't drag this out for years and years and years. Uh, it has to be, and because everybody's involved in this. I mean, when the, a charge is laid against a police officer, uh, it, it puts, obviously, the, the aggrieved party on notice, and they're concerned about this. The officer himself and their family is, is concerned about this because they want to see some resolution to this, and so is everybody else in the police service says in the greater community about this and when this gets dragged out for years and years in situations like this it, it's only adding it to everybody's angst and frustration and it's not fair to any one of them well of course it isn't and bill let's uh, let's look at this particular situation uh, directly it is not the fault of the police organizations it's not the fault of the chief it's the fault of government government yep. has a responsibility to move forward in this legislation and if the public is frustrated because these things continue it's the government's fault it's the legislators fault so you know i i just ask your listeners don't blame the police when they're sitting at home getting paid for something that they should not be getting paid for for a long period of time when all the government has to do is move forward in the legislation so there's where the responsibility lies well, especially in the situation here in Ontario, uh, because as I say, the previous government has already passed the legislation. It's just that this government has not rubber-stamped it and, and, and acted it. Uh, and, and they're playing politics here. I mean, fr quite frankly, I know that was a liberal government replaced by a conservative government. Uh, and, you know, the, there's always a propensity. I mean, I, I know you try to, to rise above, uh, as a police officer, you try to rise above what goes on in the political realm. But, I mean, we see it happen too often. And I hate to think that that's what's going on here. Uh, if there's a concern with the legislation by this government tell us what it is and, and talk about the legislation and, and if you want to revamp it or reintroduce something with revisions to that let's have that discussion but to simply do nothing when you understand that there are some flaws and i think some major flaws here david with the existing legislation uh, i think it's beholden upon them to, as you say to act on this or, or or tell us why they're not acting on this of course that's the problem of course with politics uh, and uh, the administration of justice and uh the function of the police, and, uh, you know, that's the problem. Uh, and uh, they have a responsibility, Bill, whoever it is, the Solicitor General or who's ever mandated with the responsibility of policing in Ontario has a responsibility to move forward. So the integrity should now move to, to them uh, to, uh, to move on this legislation. And again, I encourage the public, be very cautious not to blame the police or the chief when the legislation exists but for some reason, the chief's hands are tied, and they should never be tied by legislation. The police chief has to have discretion uh, because of the very difficult and trying uh, job that he has. It's one of the most difficult public service positions uh, of, of all, Bill. Uh, and I know because I sat in the chair in two different organizations. Uh, so it is in this case, uh, it, uh, my assessment is it's the, the politicians at least one who has that responsibility should be moving forward with this uh, legislation to allow the police chiefs uh, to make the right decisions. We've seen, and, and I, I find it troubling, and I'm sure you do too, David, a, a deterioration uh, in many communities about the relationship between police services and the greater community. Uh, and that it's only going to work if, that, if there is trust and understanding about what's going on here. Uh, and, and your point is well taken. Uh, 
the fact that there's there's some ideas here that we don't understand and that the public isn't privy to uh, is not the fault of the police services or the chief of police. This is legislation in each particular province, uh, and it's beholden upon them to do something about it because that's the only way that you're going to rebuild some of those relationships and have that trusting community. Uh, so right. hopefully they're, they're going to react to this. Uh, great to have you on the program and get your perspective on this, David. Thank you so much for the time today. Thanks for having me, Bill, and stay safe. You too. David Castles, of course, former deputy chief in Edmonton and a retired chief of police for the Winnipeg Police Services. And it's up to the board government now. I know they got other concerns right now. There's a lot going on in this province right now, but this is a piece of legislation uh, that clearly the London Police Services Board uh, sees as important. I know the Hamilton Board has responded to this a couple of years ago now and is waiting for a response from the, the provincial government on this too. And I'm sure there are others right across the province that uh, want to see the same sort of thing happen. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.